Hello, I'm John Deeks and welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast. For over 22 years, Your Life Choices has been providing Australians with essential news, articles and retirement resources from some of Australia's leading journalists. And with over 270,000 members and growing, Your Life Choices is Australia's longest established and most trusted digital destination for the over 50s. And today I'm pleased to welcome Mr. Mark Skelsey from from Downsizing. Now, downsizing has become a, a term synonymous with the over 50s, now cashing in on large homes to fund a more comfortable lifestyle. But there's so much more to it, and Mark is going to explain that now. Welcome, Mark, to Your Life Choices. Hello, John, and thank you for having me on your show. A great pleasure, sir. And uh, first of all, just give me a broad-brushed um, look at downsizing. It's moving out of our big house, yeah? Well, it is actually. There's not really a set definition of it, John, but generally it's about moving out into another property with one less bedroom. But it really is a broad brush definition. There's some people who talk about downsizing, but they're often moving into a an actual bigger property. So sometimes it's also referred to as right-sizing. It really is about moving from an existing house where you're probably sick of mowing the lawn, hmm. sick of doing the maintenance, you may be isolated in your community. You may be in a location that you don't want into something that's better when you're over the age of 50 because we do need new housing generally when we're over the age of 50 or, or going into retirement. Things have changed so much too, Mark, because, well, we're living longer, we're feeling better and we're, we're fitter, more confident about our health. Indeed, and we, we want better things. I mean, the new baby boomer generation that's coming through wants better lifestyle. They want the they want the gyms, the pools, the <laughs> bars. They want to be near the beach. They they want all those things. But as we're about to go through, uh, everything changes, John. And you know, your traditional retirement village, your your traditional caravan park or manufactured home estate. Well, things are changing, and new generations are coming through and doing things differently. And as well. The world we live in is changing and forcing some of those some of those changes too. Mark, uh, I'm going to give you a personal um, anecdote now. I'm uh, I'm a, I'm in my 70s, and uh, I've moved out of the big house, and I've moved into a really lovely apartment. And the apartment is sensational. I'm actually renting. I have a pool, a giant pool, a fabulous gym, a tennis court. And guess what? I don't have to do anything. I don't have to look after anything except uh, what happens inside my, my love unit. And I could not be happier. But renting is something that we've gone from the desiring the quarter acre block with the hills hoist to smaller properties. But renting is something that we just don't get a hook on like they do in Europe or some parts of America, do they? No, you're, you're absolutely right, John. And Look, Australia has had this sort of mindset that, that everyone going into retirement into their 60s or 70s owns a home. But th- that, that view of Australia, that sort of 1960s Robert Menzies view of Australia is rapidly going, in, rapidly going into the rearview mirror. Yeah. And I can tell you that, that between now and 2031, we're going to have a 72% increase in over 55 renters. There's only going to be a 13% increase in the same period in homeowners. So we are we are going into a an environment where more and more people are going to be renting and 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 what's more the number one thing that people who are renting they do not want to have a situation where a where a mum and dad landlord comes back and goes that's it you're out um you know i i, I want to retake the property and you have to go and and find your own your own property the other thing i'd say john too is that Renting actually makes sense if you're moving later in life because you're often maybe only be living 
in your property for 10 or 15 years and, you know, to actually pay stamp duty to, to all those transactional costs. Renting actually is a pretty good, sensible option if you want a different lifestyle as well. So I, I think the good news, and, and I've written a story for downsizing.com.au about some of the, the recent trends that, and that we're expecting to see hit retirement property in 2022. And I think what's, what's the good news, John, is that operators are starting to come to the market and more people are providing what I would call secure over 50s rentals. Okay, because that picks up on a, on a thing you, you just said about uh, yeah. f- renting is fine, but you don't want to get kicked out after 12 months or two years or three years. So, so how, can, how can you get around that? So there's a, there's a major property developer called Mervac, which increasingly is providing apartment buildings which are 100% dedicated for rentals. They're called Build to Rent. Uh, they've got one they've opened in Sydney. There's more coming in Melbourne. And they're finding that downsizers are quite a strong market for these buildings, about one in five. And it basically means that because the, the buildings are dedicated for rentals, you're very, very unlikely to ever be asked to move on. And the rent increases are quite orderly and understood. Now, they are fairly lifestyle-type properties, and this is fairly new for the Australian property industry. The other thing I would say is that more and more operators are providing what's called seniors' rental villages. These tend to be in, in regional areas. And the other thing we're getting, which is really interesting, John, is we're getting new providers coming onto the market that are actually uh, renting homes in the suburbs and then bringing together groups of over 50s to live together as shared renters. Oh. So, you know, if we all recall potentially in our student days, what did we all do? We all got together in some beginner house city territory. Yeah. yeah, this is actually happening. It's funny how things happen in, in, in early in your life and then they happen again later in your life. Shared over 55 rentals is going to be a boom area for Australia. And I can see them all heading off to Costco. <laughs> You know what I mean? And getting getting a giant thing of toilet paper, big thing of that. You know, like the people do in the courts. You know, a lot of folks who live in the courts, they'll say, okay, we're going to, you know, pool our resources and uh, head off to a Costco-type place and, uh, yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Well, doesn't it make sense, though, if you've got a pool, um, everyone pays together to to help pay for it, you know. Why why not share it? And the other thing, too, is that so many people older later in life are, are lonely and isolated and they complain they've got no one to talk to. Well, you can't complain about that if you're living together with four or five other people. So this is a really uh, a big trend. As I said, it's interesting that the Australian property market is forcing this. House prices are too high. People are struggling to own their own homes. But I think it's encouraging that the property industry is responding to a major shift in what's going to happen to over 60s moving towards renting uh, over the next decade or so. Mark, you mentioned uh, a change in, in lifestyles and other factors as we get older in the 2000s and beyond. Uh, working later in life is certainly one of them. I know I am, and uh, you probably will as well, mate. But uh, how does that uh, interact with, with communities uh, when you are working later in life? Yeah, well, I, th- I think the thing here, John, is the stats do not lie. We are all working later in life, whether we like it or not, I would have thought. I just looked at some of the stats the other day. 1991, 5% of people over 65 were still working as of December last year. How many? What was that? That's in 1991, 5%. 5% in 91, yeah. It's now 15% as of 2021 and by 2031, I expect that it'd be around that one in five people are still working. Now, that's over 65. Yeah. You drop down to between 60 and 64, 
about 30% in 1991 were working. Last year, it was up around 60%, and I reckon by 2031, about 70% of people aged between 60 and 64 will be working. So, How does the accommodation sector uh, balance in with that? Uh, those statistics? Well, that's right. I mean, this concept of retirement living, again, is starting to fade a little bit. And what we're finding in terms of a forward-looking trend is a lot more what you'd call retirement living providers are actually providing uh, workspaces in the home. They're providing boardrooms where people can work. And I know that there's one mm. over 55's tower in Sydney, which is directly marketed to downsizers that's selling office suites yeah. alongside the apartment. Yeah. So yeah. That, this is not retiring. People aren't retiring anymore. What they're doing is they're still working. They're often working part-time. The reason for this to a large extent, is a lot of people are still paying off mortgages, mm-hmm. but there's other reasons as well. A lot of people want to keep working, of course, to keep to keep active. I think there's a lot of people who are concerned about the superannuation volatility at the moment. They want that back up to keep working. So I really think we're going to see major major changes, and we're increasingly not seeing people talk about retirement living, but talk about age friendly housing, downsizer friendly housing, and what we're also probably going to see a lot more of. And we're starting to see it a little bit is financial products that allow you to move your mortgage from your main house across into retirement property. So we're probably going to have our mortgages a little bit later in life as well. And this is just a factor of the property market that we see around us. But I think this is a big change we're seeing. And Mark, we've seen uh, a lot of uh, green communities coming uh, onto play, not just because of uh, the wonderful benefits for the for the environment, but also, in fact, a, a money saver. Indeed. And look, I think this is a really big, important thing. If anyone's looking at moving into a retirement community, what you pay for power is something that you really need to ask a lot of questions about. There have been some great stories about low power costs in retirement communities. Mm. I have heard some bad stories as well, where the, sometimes where the operators control the power and charge a high price. I think the good news is that we're starting to see some really forward-thinking operators coming through who are installing solar panels into their communities. And I know of one particular rental um, operator where one out of five of their residents are paying zero for power. Now, wow. just think about that, zero. And in fact, they're actually making money from the solar panels and they're getting credits on their accounts. So I think that's the sort of community. Now, if you can go into one of those communities, basically pay the rent from the pension and pay nothing from power, well, that's a fantastic retirement as far as I'm concerned. And get everybody to uh, to get their, uh, <laughs> to, to, to pull where they're buying all their toilet paper. <laughs> well, there's savings all over the place, there John, let's be well, honest. What about, there, what, about li- what about luxury care? Yeah, so, so I, th- I think as well we are seeing some, some big changes in the care environment as well. There was only a report the other day, John, that came out and talked about the fact that more and more people are actually getting home care. So they're actually living in, say, a retirement village or one of these other retirement communities, and they're actually getting home care, so they're not actually moving into aged care. But if people are moving into aged care, let's face it, the Royal Commission did bring out some not-so-great stories about aged care. So what I'm seeing at the moment and what I've identified is this real move towards luxury aged care where people are funding this themselves and they're enjoying things like fantastic restaurants. The rooms look like hotel suites. They're enjoying lovely glasses of wine. 
uh, with their dinner and their lunch. And I can tell you, John, as well, what, you know what I've really found out about aged care facilities that I, that I never knew until I did this work? What is that? They love happy hours, John. Happy well, hours are, they... are the biggest thing in aged care. Well... You know, I heard a story the other day <laughs> that basically, basically there was one community that used to have happy hours six days a week. And during COVID, people couldn't visit. So you know what they said as a result of people not being able to visit? I hate to think. We're going to make happy hours seven days a week now. That's the spirit. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say, John, is that there's a real move afoot to have uh, lovely gardens, lovely facilities, uh, movie cinemas, all these great places. So if you do need that uh, intensive care, then you can do it in an environment which is a bit more like the Hilton Hotel. Uh, than the hostel down the road. So that, that's another big change coming on as well. It just sounds amazing the, the differences you can have from uh, a place where, you know, you've got all the facilities that you want, plus there's office space, uh, then there's uh, a multi-generational um, uh, accommodation. There Just so many different, uh, and I guess that's where downsizing.com.au can show you all the different uh, options that one has. That's right, and we're about to publish a new guide as well, which goes through all these different options ranging from, oh. from granny flats, retirement villages, land lease communities. I agree with you, John. It, it, is a, it is a different area. It's not like just rocking up to your local real estate agent and slapping down a deposit and buying a house or indeed paying a bond and, and moving in. It's different, and it needs a bit of research, and things are changing. Don't just expect because what mum and dad did is the way it's going to be done in the future. It's not like that at all. You had me at happy hour. Mark, thank you so much indeed for giving up your time today and uh, we do appreciate it. And if you'd like to know more, then go to downsizing.com.au. Be well, Mark. Thank you. Thanks, John. If you'd like to hear more interesting interviews, head to yourlifechoices.com.au for links to past podcasts. And as always, as you've just heard, our mission is to empower and inform and engage. And if you or anyone you believe could benefit from Australia's longest established and most trusted digital destination for the over 50s, then please spread the word. The membership is always free. I'm John Deeks, and on behalf of the Your Life Choices team, be well and happy, and we'll see you next time.